This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which airs live every Tuesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Big Papa Smokers. Big Papa is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and everything that you need to make a world-class pit out of a 55-gallon drum. Visit them at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and pits as well. You can visit them at thebbqguru.com. And by Cookshack, a leader in pellet and electric style cookers. Visit them for specials online at cookshack.com or call them at 800-423-0698. And by Sucklebusters. Sucklebusters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA, introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. You can get in contact with them at sucklebusters.com, like them on their Facebook fan page, Sucklebusters, or visit thetexasbbqforum.com. Check them out and see why Sucklebusters means busting with flavor. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, the official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700. And by Butcher Barbecue, makers of injections, sauces, and rubs. Find them online at butcherbbq.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, a leader in the pellet grill market. You can find out more about their cookers by visiting greenmountaingrills.com. And by CookinPellets.com, a maker of high-quality pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit them at CookinPellets.com, or you can find them at Amazon.com as well. This is Chad Hayden with Moonsmiters Barbecue, the 19th annual Jack Daniels World Barbecue Champion, and this is Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. Yeah, it's the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. 216 220-0966. That's the phone number. Email Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. There it is, right there. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the BBQ Central Show.com. And here's what's happening. Well, first and foremost, a programming note, folks. Programming note. This show tonight, one hour. And let me apologize to uh, Clarence Joseph from uh, uh, Mamas and Papas Barbecue. He was going to be my guest in the second hour. But look, you have to realize, 
Does anybody have any idea what is about to go down here over the next two to three hours? Something I may never get to see part of again in my life. The NBA Finals in the barbecue capital of the North Coast, Cleveland, Ohio. That's right, my Cleveland Cavaliers playing game three against the Golden State Warriors. And quite frankly, uh, I thought about canning the whole show altogether. Thought a little bit better of it. I couldn't I couldn't can the whole I mean I couldn't can the whole show. It's my show. But I want to do at least one hour, but the second hour is not going to happen because I don't want to miss more than I have to of what could be the pivotal game of the 2015 NBA Finals, Golden State Warriors versus my Cleveland Cavaliers. So we're done at 10. So I can take in the rest of the game. Very excited. I have it streaming on my smart device right now. If you don't believe me, there we go. I got it going right now. Via uh, Wi-Fi, of course, because as we all know, streaming video on your phone, on network, it's the worst idea ever. It will eat your data the likes you have never seen. So coming up in, so that's what's happening programming-wise here on the show. Drops a 10. For two segments, otherwise, starting as soon as next segment, Meathead Goldwyn will be joining us. Yeah, that's right, Meathead. Got some things to talk about with Meathead. We're going to rehash some great information as we are leading into the very teeth of what some folks would call the uh, barbecue and grilling season. Maybe some would just call it the grilling season, depending on what you're really into and what you're not into. But, but. Worthwhile information nonetheless, and Meathead will be at 9.14 and 9.35, so kind of helping me close the show as uh, we get it going here. 216-220-0966, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Go ahead and make those Facebook posts, the tweets, the LinkedIns, the Reddits, all that stuff. Let them know the show's on. A couple different websites to send people to. The main website, thebbqcentralshow.com, of course. And you can send them to outdoorcookingchannel.com for the video stuff. And if you have Roku or something of that nature, go to the particular app store of that device that you have. And if there is the Outdoor Cooking Channel to download, get it. Download it. You can watch this show live from your big screen television. And you can also get all of the replays there as well. Did anybody notice last week I had the guy that is now sitting atop the KCBS Team of the Year points, Travis Clark of Clark Crew Barbecue. You know, what do we always talk? What do we always talk about here on this show? Pitmaster does really well the weekend before. Get him on the show, we recap. Inevitably that person, people, team, whatever. Might be cooking again that following weekend or the upcoming weekend like Travis did. And what do they do? They summarily go out to that competition, kick everybody's ass, and win grand championship. It's called the show Karma, people. It happens. Travis Clark, uh, only the latest believer. I mean, I'm not saying that he didn't believe it before. But certainly understands the power of being able to get on. Get the show Karma. Go out to the next contest and then flatten everybody 
for two in a row. So Travis Clark having quite a good stretch of it here in 2015. Uh, just the first half of June. Is it even the first half of June? First part of June. Let's call it the first part of June. Don't forget, Father's Day coming up soon, so get your gifts in to your dads. Yep. Lots to get to, but first I want to send it because I got a lot of emails about this. Around uh, about, they started flooding in around 7.10 on Saturday. You saw it. Did you see it? Are you drunk yet? Have you jumped off the roof? Is your life complete? All of this stuff. You know where we go. And the bottom line is this. For me, for me, and probably only me, in this whole country of ours, the Triple Crown for horse racing didn't happen. For me, it's still, the, the, the gap still goes. The drought is still on. Why would you ask that? Because Saturday, for me this past, I had a date with the carpet guy in the house who was going to be redoing the carpet under warranty, which is fine, typically uneventful. Except for the fact that he showed up four hours late. Get that big stuff out of here. So I was jockeying man help around and trying to accommodate this because he had blew up my whole schedule. I can't believe I'm going to admit this publicly on my show. And I'm a horse race guy through and through. As uh, if you are a fan of this show, you certainly know about it. I didn't even remember that the freaking race was on. I missed the whole thing. <laughs> missed it. Till I got that first email about 710 going, hey, congratulations, or bet you're happy. But there's nothing in the body. I'm like, what? What are these people talking about? And then I got one from like Tim in Texas who was like, oh, American Pharaoh, your life's complete. Like, uh, uh-oh. uh-oh. No, it's not. Uh-oh. Why? Because I missed it. <laughs> so, the drought still remains, as much as I hate to say it, and it's only my drought. Needless to say, uh, Sunday, after everything had calmed down here with the carpet, where did I have to go? Where does anybody have to go to find anything? I went to YouTube. YouTube? Had to go to YouTube on the day after the 37-year drought was ended, liquefied, and otherwise cured when everybody else watched it. And I didn't. Totally missed it. Didn't even think about it. Didn't even, didn't even think about it. Never crossed my mind for one fleeting second on Saturday that history was in the making, that I had even talked about it a couple weeks prior that this is what we were going for. What a race. Knew he had it after the first pusher started to fade. I agree, man. I watched the race on replay and I mean, pretty much uh, after a, a fairly average start, right? Fairly average start. It was pretty much wire to wire after that. Here's an email from John Dawson. Triple Crown winner. We have the first Triple Crown winner at 37 years. No Harry DeHorse. Oh, the human. Oh, the humanity. 
John, on many levels, you'd have no idea. On many levels. Needless to say, one of the most disappointing weekends that I have had, aside from having to wait four freaking hours. I mean, Carpet Guy will be there between 9 and 9.30. Or 2 in the afternoon. See you 9 o'clock leaving my house in the evening. But don't worry. My hopes are riding high on the Cavs tonight. That's right. Folks, let me talk to you quickly about Cook Shack, National Barbecue Month, Father's Day promo. That's right. You want to celebrate National Barbecue Month or need an idea for a great gift for Dad? How about a Cook Shack smoker or pellet grill? Make Dad a barbecue genius with their easy-to-use smokers and pellet grills. Now until June 12th, you can save 10% off the list of any Cook Shack residential electric smoker or a Fast Eddie's by Cook Shack FEC 100 or their pellet grills. That's a savings of up to $419 depending on the unit. The Smokette, the Smokette Elite, the Super Smoker Elite, and the AmeriQ are the electric smokers that make it easy to add real wood smoke to your foods. They're inexpensive to operate, energy efficient. PG-1000 and 500 pellet grills feature four-zone cooking and pellet broil technology. The FEC 100 is the choice of many championship barbecue teams, guaranteed to hold enough barbecue for all your friends and family. All their products come with a 30-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee. What does that mean? You can use them as much as you want for 30 days. If you decide you don't like it, send it back. They'll give you your money back. It'll never happen. You'll love it. I know people that have the Smokettes, the Americus, Super Smoker Elites, obviously the FEC 100s. Nobody's giving them back after 30 days. They might buy another one after 30 days. Nobody's giving it back after 30 days. To order online, use the promo code BBQ Month when you check out the website, cookshack.com, or call Cookshack at 800 423 0698. That's 800 423 0698. Tell them and the friendly sales staff you want the BBQ Month deal. BBQ Month with Cookshack Smoker or Pellet Grill. You can celebrate barbecue every day. Hurry, because this deal ends Friday, June 12th. Cavs are up 2-0, baby. Yeah, bring it on. BBQ Month, that is the deal. Online promo code at checkout, BBQ Month. Call them, 800-423-0698. Tell the friendly sales staff, BBQ Month, when they answer the phone. BBQ Month. All right, we are back with Meathead right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. Cavs 4, Golden State 3 on the 3 by Steph Curry. Just 
couple seconds to go. Actually, I'm probably delayed. Oh my god. I am on the edge of my seat already. This portion of the show brought to you by Sam's Club. That's right. 31 cities, 500 grand in cash to be had, won, or otherwise taken. Find out more about the Sam's Club Barbecue Tour. Visit uh, kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. Also by Green Mountain Grills. If you want a superior pellet-driven cooker, greenmountaingrills.com is the place to go. That's Green Mountain Grills. And joining me now, the creator and most popular barbecue and grilling website ever in the history of ever, and the second Tuesday of the month guest, Meathead Goldwyn, joining me here on the show. Uh, Mr. America, it looks like. Hello, Mr. America. Hello, Centralites, and uh, how is the uh, Cleveland Cavalier of Barbecue? We're up six to three by last count, I believe. Well, I'm uh, not going to see you before the 4th of July, so I thought I'd start celebrating early. Hey, why not? Always celebrate early, because if you celebrate too late, well, then it's too late. Right? Yes, yes. It's wisdom that I like to impart here. It is the great American cookout. That's right. Uh, Meathead Goldwyn joining me here on the show. Once again, if you've never been to his website, check it out, amazingribs.com. Do you have a short list? You probably have the exact number of people that have never been to your website at some point, right? Would you like to reveal (laughs) them, Meathead? Show them out. Oh, dear. It's just amazing when you look at the growth curve. It just... We haven't hit the ceiling yet. I don't know when it is. It's going to happen sooner or later. When? How long has uh, AmazingRibs.com been in existence? Launched it in 2005. Wow. Went to work full-time on it in 2010. So we're celebrating our 10th anniversary. Wow. So, well, we're not going to get into this again because <laughs> it's just a love fest and everybody's uh, you know happy that you've achieved all the success that you have and uh, and you know it's a it's a niche thing right we all try to carve out the niche and, and you have done it my friend i am the luckiest man alive all right meathead so i thought tonight um we're gonna be talking about a topic where if you're just finding this show uh, or if you've never visited meathead goldwyn's site sometimes meathead we're not you know rule number one of the show no names please but sometimes there's people on television that like to talk a lot about bad information. And maybe they haven't bothered putting in the legwork, or maybe they don't know folks like Dr. Blonder and things of this nature to be able to actually prove or uh, solidify what they're saying. And misinformation or bad information continues to get repeated and repeated. And who are, who are we as Joe and John Schmo public to refute Iron Sheaves? And people who have sold multiple millions of cookbooks and things of this nature. And one of these. I know who you're talking about now. I don't know. Uh, But one of these things that we talk about always is, uh, you know, A, it's like 1A and 1B, searing seals in the juices, which of course we know is horseshit. It couldn't be a more wrong thing that's said on the television. Yeah, that's been pretty well disproven. And then number two, uh, or 1B, as we say in horse racing, which evidently I've stopped watching, unbeknownst to me. Resting is going to yield a tender, more flavorful, and perhaps even the most important part, a more juicy steak than if you took it right off the grill, cut into it, and started feasting. So these are the things, especially the last part, that we want to get into. Well, the first one on searing, I think, is pretty well uh, refuted and... 
I still serious hear it. students. I still serious. hear it all the time. Yeah, but serious students in me know that no better than that. A lot of cooks, a lot of chefs, old style trainees haven't got the word. But I would go so far as to say that's semi-conventional wisdom among those in the know. I mean, it's it's good science. It's well proven. Alton Brown did it uh, on television, so um, you know that's mainstream, I guess. But this issue of resting meat is not. It's something that that Dr. Blonder and I really have attacked more than anyone else, and uh, and, and attempted to refute. Uh, so it's not widely spread, and um, it's a complicated issue. Uh, it, it really comes down to what people think it's doing and what it actually does. And uh, the real main issue, you hear people talk about tenderness, but I think people really talk about resting meat to save juices. Yes, of course. That's the um, biggest... It, it, it uh, makes it juicier. It's and there's the biggest benefit. This, there's this theory that's quite widespread that the meat fibers are full of juice, and when they heat, the juices swell... Yep and expand the fiber like balloons. And um, uh, if you cut into them like a balloon, it all comes squirting out. Um, the fact is, is that... Now, wait a say, second. Hold on. Yeah. So what? What would be wrong with that? Well, you know... Now you got I, a bunch of juice on your plate that you can use as like a plate yeah, sauce, right? That's, well, that, Worst that's, case scenario. You're, 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 you're right on. I mean, you've gone straight to the punchline. I sent you a picture. Did you get that one? I did, yes. Well, let's go, let's go right to the finish. All right. There you go. On the left is a plate that um, had a steak that, rest, that, that didn't rest, and on the right is a plate that had a steak that had 15 minutes of rest. There's a little color difference because I kind of charred the one on the right a little more. But there's no juices left on the plate. And why is that? Uh, because when you're done cutting into the steak, you mop up the juices with your fork or with the mashed potatoes. Or you're not going to leave leave no juices behind. Wasn't right. that what President Bush said? I think that's the Army's motto as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, leave no juices behind. Uh, but <laughs> the uh, yeah, I, don't go there. Don't oh, go right. there. I was I going. Exactly I was going to hit the punchline, but forget about it. <laughs> Never mind. So the, the theory is that these balloons get all puffed up and everything. Yeah. And um, um, uh, that if you, the, the fact is, is a steak, for example, 130 degrees, water doesn't expand at 130 degrees. I mean, you've got to really heat water a lot for it to expand. Uh, it's certainly not generating steam at that temperature. Um, so there's no real expansion in there. And the water flows freely between the fibers and the gaps between the fibers um, so it, it's not trapped in these balloons. And the balloon theory is also the, at the core of the searing theory, that if you sear the meat, you somehow seal in the ends of the fibers and like tying the balloon in a knot. And it, it's not a balloon. It's just a, a fiber and it's got cl openings, closings, water comes and goes. And anybody who's grilled a steak knows that oh, even after my. it's seared, Sorry. The juices pool on the top. I'm sorry, what were you saying? Uh, nev never mind. LeBron James, huge dunk. I'm sorry. I'm, I thought I had my oh, mic really? off. I'm oh, sorry. okay. Very good. I, sorry. Oh, look, he broke his ankle. Oh, wait, what? That's the Cleveland way, you son of a bitch. If that happens tonight, we're going to fight. You know, I, I, I hate to say it. I am rooting for the Cavs tonight. What? Only. You hate to say it. 
Well, I'm a I'm I'm a Chicago boy. I, well, then you should immediately be voting all, for all things Cleveland. I'm re, I'm rooting for the Cavs tonight only because of you. Of course. Well, thank because you. Because I know it'll make you happy. You got to vote for the people that beat you, though, right? My mission in life is to make Greg Rempe happy. No, your mission in life is to get me to your house so yes. we can down that magnum of silver oak. How many times I have It's going to be sooner than later. This this I know for yeah, sure. Yeah, it sounds it's, like it's, Oh, it's I realistic. Have, for, the, for the listeners, I have a magnum of a very fine cabernet, a very silver fine. oak cabernet from Napa Valley that, that I've been staving for years oh. hoping Rempe would show up. Because I know he's he's a uh, Silver Oak fan and oh, a good huge. Cabernet fan. Oh yeah, and it ain't getting any, any younger, and neither are we. <laughs> you know, it, trust me, it's going to be sooner than later. I apologize, I went way off topic. Uh, so we're not okay. tying okay. balloon ends when we're searing so, either. Uh, there's there's no balloon theory here. I mean, juices are moving back and forth, and and the best experiments that I've seen, and a lot of people have played with this. Kenji Lopez-Alt over at Sirius Eats did a really good experiment and measured the water as it came off. A couple of minor flaws. He cut the meat in the middle to, uh, to measure the liquid, and nobody cuts a steak in the middle when they get served the steak. You, you cut the end off, and you work your way toward the center. But basically, if there was going to be more rapid juice exudate, it would occur um, within the first five minutes. Well, that's about the time it takes for you to get it off the grill, onto the platter, into the kitchen, onto the serving plates, into the table, and people start cutting, and it's going to take them 15 minutes to work their way through it. Yeah. And I want a hot steak. I don't want a cold steak. Why do you think restaurants serve it on hot plates? Because they want you to enjoy that crust. Yep. And if you let it sit around, the juices just soak up the crust and make it mushy. So you... The, the, and. And, and the same thing with all the other, with, with turkeys, letting it sit around for 15 minutes. Serve hot food. It's not going to hold on to any more juices. And if any juices do spill out, you can just pour it over the meat, and guess what? It drinks it right back up. And this is, uh, so this is standard across the board. It's turkey, it's steak, it's yeah. burgers yeah, or whatever. It doesn't matter. Blonder did a whole bunch of experiments with um, uh, pork loin. Um, um, there's a lot of things that affect juiciness. One of the most important is saliva. I mean, when we're talking about the feeling that we get in our mouth. Yeah. And when you get a, a piping hot steak with a little salt on the surface, you put that in your mouth and it Oof. just pulls the juice. Saliva is a massive player in what we perceive as juiciness. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other things. Um, uh, the, the, the age of the animal, the breed of the animal, what the animal was fed, um, drip loss in the package, how much came out, if it had been frozen and defrosted and how it was frozen, because we know that fast freezing um, is better than slow freezing and there's more drip loss after slow freezing, how long you cook it. I mean, if, if you're talking about a pork shoulder, you can have 30% drip loss between water and fat uh, coming off of there. Now, we'll, we'll, co we'll come to the subject of resting meat in a minute, because resting meat is different than holding meat. What's, what's going on? What's this going on? Uh, little one's leaving home, so I had to give her a kiss. Oh. I'm being a good dad. Oh, good boy. Yeah, thank you. Um, so um, we're going to talk about holding meat in a minute, because Jim Shaheen, who I know has been a guest on your That's show, right. uh, wrote a really interesting piece, I think today, on the NPR site about uh, more and more uh, interest in holding brisket and pork butts. Uh, but that's entirely different. 
I was gonna. Um, we, I we'll, thought I was gonna ask you about that, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Right. Let's let let's let let's just do steak and chicken and yep. other things because we only cook those up to 165 max. Yes, 165 for chicken and and uh, and turkey or maybe 160. Some of us may go down to 155. Um, uh, steak 130, 135. So they're not cooked very hot. A pork butt and a pork shoulder. Um, uh, picnic, uh, ribs, beef brisket. We take those up to 203 often. Yeah. Um, that's a lot hotter, and that's a whole other issue there. We'll get to that in a minute. But we were talking about what creates the appearance of juiciness or the sensation of juiciness. That stuff that's on the plate, that pink liquid on the plate under a steak, is. It, first of all, we've said this before, but I'll say it again in case somebody's not heard me preach. It's not blood. Right. It's 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 water with myoglobin mixed in. It's some or myo water they call it. It's basically myoglobin's a protein. Um, uh, if it was blood, it would be thick. It would be black, like the blood that comes out of, or dark or dark red, almost black, and it would coagulate. But this stuff is juicy. It runs, so it's not blood. It's water, um, and and that meat is seventy five percent water. So even if you have 75% of, an, uh, 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 of a 12-ounce steak, that's 8 ounces of water. If you have, um, uh, if you cut into a steak and there's a tablespoon or two of loss um, on your plate, it's not really lost. You're going to mop it up, but that's just a fraction of the water that's in there. There's 8 ounces of water in that steak. A tablespoon is not going to make the meat feel dry. One of the reasons we age steaks is to concentrate the flavor by dehydrating them. We put them in the cellar for 28, 45 days, and they dry out. They dehydrate, but that concentrates flavor. So, I mean, this, this just, you know, it's just really a lot of much ado about nothing. And, and if you, much more important, much more important to worry about is get the meat off the grill at the right temperature. Don't overcook your meat. A well-done steak will be dry. Yes, because it myoglobin solidifies, squeezes out. It just turns gray, and a well-done steak is bone dry. So get it, get it off of there at, at the right cooking temperature, um, and uh, um, uh, salt it. If you salt it in advance, I'm a big advocate of dry brining. Give it a lot of salt a day, or, or a half a day, or even a few hours before it goes down into the meat, and it messes with the proteins and helps them hold on to water. That's a good technique. Just serve hot food. As far as getting it to the to the right doneness, as you were just talking about, making sure you're taking it off the cooker at the right time, do you have a, uh, a suggestion as to, you know, when your instant read thermometer hits a certain temperature as to when you would want to pull it off? Because obviously there's some type of going to be some type of a carryover effect. And right. you don't want to take it off at X temperature, have it carry over, and, and now you've overshot, if you will. Yeah, that's an issue. Carryover is an issue. Um, I, most of your audience, I'm sure, knows about it. But basically, concept is hot air warms the outside of the meat. The outside of the meat heats up. And it passes the energy towards the center of the meat, and that's what cooks the inside of the meat. It's the meat that cooks the meat. The air cooks the outside of the meat. The outside of the meat cooks the inside of the meat. Um, so if you take the meat out of the oven, what happens is you have the exterior is hotter than the interior. And nature wants to equilibria, equal, yeah, seeks equilibrium. Yep. <laughs> um, 
Uh, and, uh, and so the heat continues to move towards the center, and it also escapes. You have both things going on simultaneously. So as the heat moves towards the center, it continues to cook. And now, one way to stop it from cooking is to cut open. So, um, I mean, you see some restaurant, Peter Luger in New York, they'll take this massive porterhouse, and they'll take it out of the oven, scorching hot, put it on a hot plate, and they'll immediately cut it into you know, half-inch to inch-thick strips. That'll stop the cooking instantly. Um, uh, so slicing into a turkey, that's going to cut, that's going to stop the cooking. The other option is is to try to guess how much um, carryover there's going to be. And that's really hard to do because it's a factor of how hot the oven is. And, you know, a, a 225 uh, is not going to have a... It, you're not going to get a massive buildup of energy in the surface of the meat at 225, but if you're cooking at 700, there's going to be a lot of energy in the surface of the meat. And how thick it is, how how fast it can move to the center. So at, at most, there's, uh, most meats, five-degree carryover. Really big, thick meats uh, like um, a pork butt or a brisket now, they can carry over pretty significantly. We cook them up to 203, 200, 190, everybody has their favorite temperature. But what, what happened? I, I'm watching your face. Sorry, three-pointer and the foul for the Cavs. Thank you. What's the score? Uh, it's uh, 21-16 Cavs. Okay. Uh, where are they tonight? They're in Cleveland, man. They're in Cleveland? Yeah. How come we're not broadcasting from inside? I don't know, because, yeah, you know, tickets on the floor are like 25 Gs a piece, if you can believe it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's too much. I would never do that. <laughs> so, um, let, let's talk about the difference between resting, yep. which is kind of what we've been focusing on, and holding. Now, a lot of you guys who compete know that your brisket is going to be more tender if you take it off, wrap it in foil, wrap it in a blanket, put it in a beer cooler, close the lid, and let her sit there for an hour or two. Now, that's entirely different. We're not after more water retention here because you've cooked this to well beyond medium rare steak 130 or safe chicken 160 165 i like you're to say up in the 190 to 200 range this is what i like to say in barbecue you cook through doneness to tenderness yeah 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 because we're talking about a ribeye which is tender when it's raw right <clears throat> a brisket, um, I mean, you cook a, 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 a ribeye up to 200 degrees, and it's going to be inedible. Right. So you've got, you know, you've got, re- even though they're off the same animal, these really different pieces of meat, the physiology of the meat, the structure of the meat, there's so much connective tissue in a brisket. Um, there's not a lot of, there's not a huge amount of fat in the flat, but there's a lot of fat in the point. And on a pork shoulder, there's a lot of connective tissue and a lot of fat, both. And so when we start getting up into those 160, 70, 80, 200 range, what we're really after is melting the connective tissues and turning it into gelatin and um, uh, rendering the fat. And that's where that juiciness comes from. It comes more from gelatin and fat than it does from water. And that's that hit the succulent. Hit the what? The succulence button. I don't have a succulence button. You don't. You used to have a button. Go succulent. No, I don't. Oh, I do say though, succulent. Okay, that makes it <laughs> succulent. 
and um, and and that's that's that that's a real um, d- difference between holding. I, now I'm probably the only one that makes this semantic difference, but it's important because they're really different physiologically. Holding the meat for an hour or two and resting the meat. I, I just think that uh, for regular grilled meats, get them off the grill, get them to the table hot. And if a little juice spills, you just mop them up. No, fu- nothing lost. Waiting around for it to get cold is, is just uh, a mistake. Um, and um, for barbecue meats, uh, ribs, brisket, pork shoulder, that sort of thing. Yeah, an hour or two of holding can make a real difference. Jim Shaheen's article, it, it's on the NPR website, Salt, and he interviews... Um, uh, one of the professors at Texas A&M, I'm drawing a blank on his name, Aaron Franklin, um, a couple other really top brisket cooks, and, and they talk a little bit about how it really improves. They don't get so much into the science, but uh, uh, you'll hear the testimony for holding barbecue meats. All right, Meathead Goldwyn joining us here on the show. AmazingRibs.com is his website. Whoa, that's loud. That's hot. Uh, we'll be back to him in just a second. Let me talk to you quickly about Butcher Barbecue. Easy way to make great barbecue. ButcherBBQ.com. Injections, rubs, sauces. Of course, you can go to the trade-in link portion of his website now. And if you've bought another competing commercially made injection that you're not happy with, send it back to Dave. He'll weigh it, send you back in return some of his product. Shipping prices more than reasonable. You can get all that stuff at ButcherBBQ.com. That's Butcher bbq.com also by suckle busters award-winning glazes like for instance the new suckle busters honey barbecue glaze and finishing sauce suckle busters award-winning honey barbecue sauce is what this product is based off of it's thin super sweet it's red because of that special paprika that they use you brush it on the last five to ten minutes of cooking Leaves a glossy red sheen on the meat. Extra layer of sweet flavor as well. Take those competition ribs and chicken to a whole nother level at SuckleBusters.com. That's SuckleBusters.com. And by Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices. If you have always thought about getting yourself a automatic temperature control device or maybe one for your dad for Father's Day coming up, go to the bbqguru.com that's the bbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU that's 800-288-GURU ask them the questions they'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box that's uh, the barbecue guru a breakthrough in barbecue technology and we are back with more Meathead right after this. Cleveland Cavaliers 24, Golden State Warriors 20, and we're back in two seconds. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. It's uh, 216-220-09. The hell is my phone number? 0966. That's the <laughs> Jeez, me I'm having a, a senior moment. Uh, also, this portion of the show brought to you by CookinPellets.com. That's C-O-O-K-I-N, CookinPellets.com, for your pellet-fed cookers. 
Check them out. You can also buy their stuff on Amazon.com. Question from uh, John Dawson, Meathead, if we could interject here for just a second. Yeah, Would it be I, dangerous? Yeah, I don't see him in the um, – in the. Uh, I, I just stuck my head in the, uh, in the chat, chat room, and uh, ain't nobody talking about – Resting. <laughs> so no, he's uh, he's he's a uh, audible listener only. He doesn't get involved oh, in the okay. shenanigans and tomfoolery. Yeah, well, he, and he's in he's in the Dakotas. I don't think they have internet up there. No, he's in Boise, Idaho. Oh, right, right. I'm sorry, in Boise. What's better? Let's Where the have, grass is blue. Yeah, let's have the debate of what place sucks more, the Dakotas or Idaho. Begin. Oh, hey, I've been <laughs> through both and. I would. God's I'd, I'd move in with him in a heartbeat. God's, that is some oh. kind of beautiful country up there. I'd move in with him too. Have you ever seen his house? It's magnificent. Oh is it God. really? Oh. No. It's a mansion. He's got a countryside estate out in Boise. Nevertheless, yeah. Uh, here's the question: Would it be dangerous to dry age a pork roast? You know, I've I've never done that, but I've heard the people at Compart are playing with that, and, and um, I hear that mi- mi- mixed feedback on that. And I want to play more with it. I've I've been talking to people who age game, um, uh, which is red meat. Um, and I, I don't know, John. Um, gee, you're up in hunting country. You got to try it. Um, dry aging is always tricky. It, it 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 can be dangerous if you don't have control over temperature and humidity. Um, it, it's an enzymatic thing more than anything else. It's a combination of enzymes breaking down um, uh, the connective tissues and making the meat more tender. And also there's dehydration because it's just sitting out in the atmosphere. And um, I've never done it with, I really should. I really, I, I want to do more on aging meat this year. Let me ask you this. If it increases or intensifies or magnifies the flavor of steak when you dry age, if you have a piece of meat, let's call a deer, I guess is inherently, uh, as they say, gamey, maybe moose. If it's inherently gamey, aren't you just intensifying a potentially crappy flavor then? <laughs> well, that, that may be the theory, but then again, the enzymes might attack some of those uh, components. It's a subject that I really have set for learning a lot more about this year. I've already acquired some toys for that a humidity controller for my spare fridge and a little fan to keep the air moving. And uh, there's a couple of packaging. There's a couple of like a semi-permeable plastic wrap that people are playing with So and and, and salt blocks. And so I'm, I'm stocking up on all this, reading everything I can. And uh, I'm going to try a whole variety of aging things this year. And hopefully I'll show up on your show one day and share what I've learned. Can't wait for that. All right, uh, Meathead, we got about 11 or 12 minutes left here. So let's talk uh, about the big hunks of meat uh, when we talk about resting those. And I know you talked about resting versus holding. Um, so uh, just to kind of to summarize that, if people are just kind of bumping in now, uh, people say, hey, make sure that you rest that pork butter, you rest that brisket for at least an hour or at least two hours. Some people would say four hours. I mean, is it an infinite hold if you get it to where you want it? Can you hold it for four, six, eight, ten hours? You know, I really don't know the answer to that, and I don't think there is an answer to that. I think that it really depends a lot on how you've cooked it, um, whether you use the Texas crutch, because you're walking this tightrope whenever you wrap meat of tenderizing or softening the bark. And it comes down to how chewy a bark do you want? How crunchy a bark do you want? 
Um, I mean, bark is essentially jerky. Um, it, it's, it's the exterior of the meat. Now, you've cooked this thing for 8, 10 hours at a relatively low temp, 225, 250, maybe 275. What happens is the water rises to the surface. It evaporates from the surface, and that cools the meat, but it also dries the surface. So after a while, you get a dry, hard surface. And if you don't wrap it at all, you'll get a really good, crunchy, tough bark, which a lot of people like. I particularly like it on pork. Um, but if you wrap it, you're going to soften that bark. Now the question is, is, you know, they have this three, two, one, um, theory that's been around forever for doing, um, ribs. Uh, pork ribs. Yeah. And I just think two hours in aluminum foil is ruined. just going to destroy a bark. Totally ruined. Yeah, totally ruined. You might um, even just destroy uh, the whole, I mean, if you're doing baby back ribs and you put it in foil for two hours if you've already cooked it for three i mean you're asking for a disaster the bones are going to be split off the meat it's going to be meat soup and you know frankly i don't even bother wrapping ribs i just cooked a batch on my lang my new lang 36 this week wood fired uh yep yeah, yep yeah, playing with wood again um and um what <laughs> okay it was, it was it was mighty good it was real you know there, there just is nothing to quite match a, a wood burn. Um, it just, I love, I love charcoal. I love Kingsford products. Uh, I love throwing lumps and chunks and hunks on the fire, but a pure wood fire just is something special. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I, I just didn't wrap it at all, and they, it was just like butter. It melted in my mouth, and it didn't need to wrap. And I don't normally wrap pork butt either because I like a hard bark. But brisket I wrap. And I, I, I tell my readers to wrap brisket because I think it really benefits from being wrapped. It does tenderize. It does soften, particularly the flat. Lately, I, I'd be real curious to see if in, 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 a quick f uh, poll in the, uh, in the uh, chat room. How many of you guys are playing with separating flat from point? Uh, I know I'm doing it more and more. Um, they're really, it's, it's like white meat and dark meat on a turkey. You uh, know, now are you separating chicken. prior to putting on the meat initially or at some yeah. point during the cook? Yeah, no, it's cooking them side by side. Hmm. Um, I've been doing that a lot more lately. Um, I'm curious, are anybody out there? Uh, Angela Iverson is doing that. Diane, me, uh, separate She's separating and foiling. And foiling. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. So that's what I've heard a lot of people do. And that's been going on for years is that they'll cook it whole until they get to foil. And then they'll go ahead and make the dissection at that point. Uh-huh. No, no. Okay. So I, it's, it's something fun to play with. If you haven't tried it, either separating at the outset or separating at the time you foil, um, because they really are, I mean, everybody who's cooked a brisket knows these are two separate muscles and their fat content is vastly different. <laughs> they cook at different rates. Um, and, uh, treating them separately just makes an awful lot of sense. Uh, Meathead Goldwyn joining me here on the show. Amazingribs.com is the website. Uh, what else can we hit tonight? Meathead? And Angela says she's done it both ways. Angela. Is there one that works best for you? Well, I, here, so here's the thing, I bet, because uh, I know she's in the competition as well as yeah. a number of the people in here. I, I bet on, I bet they, I bet there's a competition component to that. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
because uh, yeah. you're probably well, the competition, folks. You get your flat done to a certain point. You wrap yeah. and hold the flat, but then you're going to go ahead and take your uh, point and then do burn ends out of that. So that's obviously going to go back into the cooker. Which is a great way to go about it. But it's interesting because historically, it's my belief that the burn ends were mostly off the flat because they was, it was the ends of the flat that got burnt. You know? What? What? Yeah, I mean, if you cooked a whole brisket, yeah. the tapered ends were the first ones to finish, and they would get overcooked and slightly burnt. A lot of Texas places, they'll chop off the ends, and they use that for chopped brisket. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and then they'll do their slicing from the center. Interesting. What do you know about cookie? Sweet cookie. Isn't that some Texas thing they got going on there? The sugar cookie? Is that what they call no, it on the brisket? I think that's a term I've just heard for like a really sweet bark. I'm not sure. Yeah. I know people in Texas speak about the the, the sugar cookie. I, I, when I do pork, I like sugar in my rubs, but I don't put any sugar in my beef rubs. I don't think beef and sugar get along all that well. Sweet beef? You don't like sweet beef? Mm, maybe sounds, just sounds, sounds weird to say. Uh, yeah. All right, so at AmazingRibs.com, what do you have on the agenda of things that you're either doing currently or going to be doing or, you know, stuff uh, like this? It's it's really boring stuff. We did, we had to just, like, redo the whole site to make it mobile-friendly. Yeah. Almost half of our viewers come on mobile devices now, and uh, Google had MobileGed. Uh, I don't know if anybody out there is aware of it, but uh, April 21st, Google said if you are not mobile-friendly – you will go down in the rankings um, because so many people are using mobile, and that just we just put like a fort, like twenty grand into just getting mobile friendly. Um, uh, we're, we've got a lot of fun stuff. I'm gonna start getting some writing uh, from uh, Tamar Haspel, who writes about um, the science of uh, the food supply. Um, uh, GMOs um, uh, and other other political issues for the Washington Post. She's going to be writing for us soon. We've steered away from those topics because I don't feel like I know a lot about them. But she does, and she's going to start writing about them for us. Um, uh, I can't. There's a long list of stuff I want to do. And aging meat. Uh, what's the best cooker on the market right now for people that want to <laughs> get into it, but? You know, so my thing is always QPR, quality price ratio. So if I'm going to jump into smoking, a lot of people are going to get into barbecue. It's the season, as you know, Meathead. Mm. So if somebody's going to do uh, get a smoker, what are we talking about QPR-wise here? We're going to make John Dawson happy out there because $300 delivered to your door, the pit barrel cooker, set it, forget it, brain dead simple. Um, It's like a cult people who have one of these things they worship it um uh i just got the new one it's enamel coated looks like a weber kettle now um people just adore that dollar for dollar it's probably the best value on the market better than weber advice than the smoky mountain oh my that's well it's about the same price yes um and uh it uh, i think is a little simpler um um, gosh, I'm loving this new Lang 36. Uh, Where are you finding uh, you know, wood on the for high that? End. Where do you find wood for that? You charcoal and then you're just throwing some wood on there for flavor, taking the little, easy way Yeah, out. I start it with charcoal because yeah. igniting wood is hard. Sure. You can always get a burn box going on the side. I just use an old wheelbarrow 
instead of a burn box, uh, I just get you know some charcoal going and a stack of wood on top, make a pyramid, and get the wood burning, and then shovel in the ashes, and then I throw in a a log on top. Yeah, I'm playing more and more with different configurations on that. What are you running that, at? Pardon me. What are you running at when you're firing that thing up? I, I try to keep them under 250. Um, it can it can get up ho hotter than that though, and I, I'm still learning how to run this lang. Yeah, the dampers can be tricky. You got to get the damper right, and then the uh, the the choke out on the stack too. You got to get those right, that right. draft going right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and this is a reverse flow. Right. So that 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 that's a whole other animal too. I think that's easier because it's not you. The meat never sees direct flame. When I had my close offset, the baffle from the firebox is right there. So there was. You know, technically a, a much hotter side uh, because that's where the heat was blowing out of. Yeah, but a lot of guys on the circuit are uh, cooking with jambos, and yep. uh, they're open-ended on one end. Different monster out there, too, as well, on the competition yeah. side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Meathead Goldwyn joining me here on the show. Uh, you can see him here every second Tuesday of the month. And, uh, man, I can't believe it, but July is the next month that we're going to be talking. I mean, we're almost yeah. uh, seven months through uh, through the year already. It's 4th of July, folks. Here we go. There he is, Captain America. Meathead, as it's, always. It's, it, it's um, my one big family cookout. Everybody comes over, and uh, uh, I cook for everybody. Um, I've got... Uh, I, you were asking about cookers. Yep. I've got one of the new super large Komodo Kamados here. Oh. And no, I did not drop six grand on this baby. Super they shipped happy. it to me. Apparently, some customer in Illinois ordered it, didn't like the color. Oh. Shipped it all the way from Indonesia. Two. And so they said, well, you want to play with it for a while? So they sent it up to me. And uh, so I've got one of these monsters out wow. back. And I don't know what the hell to do with it. It's huge. I think, I'm afraid to open it. I'm afraid I'm going to find Jimmy, Jimmy Hoffa in there. Well, <laughs> mess around with it, and then we can touch base on what your exploits have been over the last uh, three, four weeks when you're on in July. It looks like an Egyptian sarcophagus. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll look forward to seeing you again in July. And uh, uh, good luck to your calves. And, and hey, wish... Wish me luck on the uh, Blackhawks. I wish you luck uh, with the Blackhawks. And what do they do? <laughs> That's right. Meathead as always. Thank you very much. Big real white men. There he, <laughs> exactly. There he is, Meathead Goldwood, ladies and gentlemen, AmazingRibs.com. And, uh, again, if you've never visited the website, you're doing yourself a disservice. Lots of huge information there. Uh, let me talk to you quickly about Stephen DeFranco of Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Father's Day coming soon. You can still have the time to consult with Steve for that watch for Dad. Some other type of jewelry. Maybe he's into some necklaces or what. I mean, who knows? StephenDeFranco.com. Check it out. See what you like. And then call him. 440-943-2700. 440-943-2700. Uh, if he doesn't answer the phone, ask for Steve directly. Okay? Ask for Steve directly. And then... He'll ask you a bunch of questions. Make sure you get what you want. Then it's off to dear old dad. You're going to be happy. He's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be happy. It's going to be great. StephenDeFranco.com. That's 440-943-2700. Also, uh, thanks to Big Papa Smokers for sponsoring the show. Also, big shout-out to Sterling Ball for his win this past weekend. His products are good. 
Uh, they got everything there, folks. They got the things you can make your own 55-gallon drum smoker out of. They are the number one Mac Pellegrill dealer in the world. The rubs and spices are winning all of the major barbecue championships for the last couple of years. BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse uses their menus. They're on their permanent menu. They're great for anyone's pantry, even mine. BPS and Simply Marvelous are the West Coast offense. They are the creators of a profile that people are shooting to aim for. Week after week after week, and you can do it with them. Don't forget, you can get their great meats from the Meat Locker. They got some of the greatest sauces out there right now, including Swap Boys. And they have the BPS Elite team that's promoting camaraderie, competition barbecue, and children's charities. Keep in mind, they've been doing all of this on only five years of existence. BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. That's the website. And we're back to wrap up this show tonight right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Meathead Goldwyn for the last two segments. Holding meat, resting meat, what's it getting you? What isn't it getting you? If you've missed it, go back and get the replay. It'll be up tomorrow for your listening pleasure. Always appreciate the time that Meathead spends uh, with us here on the show. All right, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. As you know, we had Meathead on this past hour, AmazingRibs.com. The replay will be up tomorrow, as I just mentioned. Uh, Next week, CJ will be on. Next week, coming back in his third Tuesday of the month spot, Stephen Reichland will be on post-Father's Day. Looking forward to that. Who knows what else we're going to be doing. It'll be a full two-hour show, absolutely. Hopefully a Cavaliers national uh, world championship, too. Fingers crossed. Up by three right now with uh, about five and a half minutes left in the second quarter. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.